Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette on this episode of Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. We give our reactions to Wilder Fury 3. We have an interview with UFC strawweight Mackenzie Dern. And we do our own Throwing Down fantasy draft and my team kicks some ass. Here we go. In the world of, of uh, sports that we saw over the weekend, so Wilder Fury 3 was absolutely insane. UFC Vegas, that was on Saturday as well. Um, but it seems like boxing was the thing that stole the show this weekend. I mean, kind of hands down, right? Boxing? Yeah, I mean, it. It's. I think it's rare that direct comparison that, that, that they win over the UFC or MMA, especially in my book, because I'm, you know, I'm partial to MMA more so always than boxing, but... When there's a good boxing fight, I got to give it to him. I got to hand it to him. I mean, it was a hell of a fight. It was, I think they lived up to all the expectations. You know, the Mm -hmm. rivalry was there. The storyline was there. Mm -hmm. And the fight itself, just just that in itself delivered. I mean, yeah, Tyson Fury and Deontay I'm surprised you didn't get down to it. I thought you would have been there. No, no. Oh, yeah, no. You know, I kind of try to avoid the fights if at all, if at all possible. Um, I've just kind of, I've just gotten to enjoy being at home with my family and enjoying it in the quiet atmosphere as opposed yeah. to getting out to, into the chaos. And, uh, yeah, I get that. Cause sometimes actually, I mean, a lot of the times, I mean, for both of us being in Las Vegas with the fights always being right here, it's like, do we want to go down and like, not to be like a total snooty shithead about it, but if you aren't right at cage side or ringside, I'd rather just watch from home. <laughs> I agree. Right? right? <laughs> Yeah, you got to deal with parking. It's not like you're staying at a hotel. Yeah. You got to deal with leaving. It's, you know, being oh, a local a- and going to fights is a totally different experience than being somebody who, you know, is just here for the weekend and going to enjoy that. It's Plus, it's like, oh, I want to go this weekend or next weekend or the weekend after that or the weekend totally. after that. It's you know what I mean? It's always something. It's always yeah. something. Yeah. So. My friend, uh, Big E, is the WWE champion, and he messaged me. He had an extra ticket, and he's like, do you want to come down with me? And I was like, it kills me to not be going to this because I understand what a spectacle this is going to to be but I'm still in like that new mom mode where I just don't feel comfortable leaving my baby for like a chunk of time right. it just makes me I get like that crazy mom guilt oh, I and I'm you. just not over that hump yet um, yeah. my baby's also like a second old so of course I feel that way how old is uh, your baby right now she's she's four months this week four months yeah 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 she's just yeah, about four yeah, months yeah. Um, yeah, so somewhere in that six months to a year range when they really start to move their little heinies all over the house. Totally. That's when sometimes you're like, I, I not Someone only take this, I kid. need a break. I deserve a break. <laughs> yeah. I have to have a break. I'm yeah. going to have a meltdown. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, I was bummed that I didn't get to go, but I did get to go um, to Fury Wilder 1 and it was insane. But it's so cool going like a boxing event feels so different from a from an MMA event or obviously from pro wrestling. It's a completely different crowd, it seems. Do you feel that way? You know what? I haven't been to a lot of big boxing cards. Isn't that funny? Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, gosh, you were there. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I got to go because yeah. I was still working for Fox Sports at the time. So I got to go down through that. And it, we had such a good time. We got in there literally by the skin of our teeth um, as Deontay Wilder was coming out with his like insane entrance and all that. And we, we had such a blast being there. But it felt so different from going to Staples Center and watching uh, a UFC event where it was just like a different crowd. People were very yeah. dressed up. Like it felt very highbrow, old school sporting event. Uh, and there was something really interesting about 
seeing that when I'm so used to like, you know, you've been to a SummerSlam or like a WrestleMania right. when we have those big events and you do feel that, but the, the crowd doesn't necessarily always match that. No offense, wrestling fans, but we're out there in our t-shirts and our jeans having a good time. These people are in like gowns and like suits and shit. It's, it's way right. different at a boxing event. It's really cool totally different uh, old old money i could get that consensus yeah. just from being around the boxing world and the boxing feel it's kind of that old school mm-hmm. east coast kind of money feel if that makes sense yeah, yeah no it does feel that way yeah it feels very like upper class chic like you've got to get tickets to get to this you know it's not cheap um but yeah so i was bummed i didn't get to go but also bummed on another level because i did not realize how heavily involved big e was going to be in this match like, i didn't know that he was doing the whole entrance video package for deontay wilder um and it's very cool for me to see somebody like big e who just has like the machine behind him in wwe he's now finally WWE champion. And again, that word authenticity kind of creeps up with somebody like him of just being a badass athlete. And now he has that company on his shoulders, but to have that crossover into the boxing world and into sort of that mainstream uh, public eye is really, really cool to see. Um, and I know oh, that they, yeah. you know, I know he fights really hard for that. I know he's got a really great group of, uh, of men around him, men and women around him that, that help kind of put him in those spots. And he is the guy to, uh, to wave that flag. So really cool to see him out there. And yeah, I'm just, I'm bummed. I couldn't be there. I was at home watching my Aww. husband get bludgeoned. Oh God. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sure if anybody understands, I'm sure Biggie does coming from that yeah, world. Of course. Who knows? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. But what okay. did you think of the fight? Oh my God. I, boxing it was, fight. Come on. It was insane. I, I mean, so the thing for me, again, it, I mean, yes, the fight alone was fantastic. It lived up to everything that you want it to be. Like you said, the story was there. Um, the athleticism was there. Everything that you want to kind of make something a perfect fight. I feel like it lived up to that. But for me, it's that spectacle. I love seeing things be so larger than life. I love seeing the outfits. I love seeing the entrance packages. I love seeing like the whole the whole crowd shots, all of that. Like that's the thing that kind of really pumps me up. Um, but a lot of people are saying that this is going to be considered fight of the year. Where do you stand on that? Do you, do you consider this to be fight of the year? Well, from my recollection in the boxing world, hands down, I mean, these guys, I just, I feel like um, Fury went out there and last time he outboxed uh, Deontay Wilder, but this time I feel like he, he outfought him and he took more risk and it made it really exciting. I love it when fighters get out there and they throw caution to the wind and they just make it exciting and they brawl a bit more and... You know, that's just the fan in me. I enjoy the risk takers. I really do. It makes me a huge fan. And I don't feel like anybody lost that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they both came out of that fight winners, especially with Wilder, com- you know, coming up in weight and, and, you know, being the small, much smaller man in there. But getting those knockdowns, I mean, Whew. those two knockdowns had my ass out of the seat. <laughs> I was like, whoa, you know, everybody wants to see in a way, you know, they want to see David take out Goliath just for the yeah, excitement. Of part of it and he almost did and then of course you know I I think they he regrouped and and you know Wilder was able to get back in there and uh or excuse me Fury was able to get back in there and get that finished uh, I think it was 11th round wasn't it the knockout yep, I don't even round. Know. it was <laughs> so yep. many rounds yeah it was crazy so I thought the fight was fantastic so oh your question but if we're talking like all in all fights all of the in year, all all no. encompassing I just can't, um, may, maybe I'm just, too, I, I, you know what? I am. I'm too biased. I'm going to say it right now. I'm too biased. <laughs> There's no way, like there could be the best boxing fight in the world and it just can't 
ever cap the best MMA fight in the world for me. Like I mm-hmm. just, I, I love, I just love a good MMA fight and there's just so much more to it. I think I'm spoiled. I love the takedowns. I love the grappling. I love the, the striking. I love all of it. You know, if I love that you can boot someone in the head, just kick them right yeah. in the head, <laughs> knee them in the face, yeah. elbow them. You can do it all. So I'm just, I'm just, it's really hard for me to just say, you know, we got to, it's not even comparing apples and oranges. It's like apples and then the entire fruit basket. Like, take the fucking fruit basket. <laughs> like I, every 100%. time. 100%. So for me, like a Max Holloway. That little variety. Absolutely. Max Holloway and Calvin Cater. I mean, that fight was just insanity. I, I was blown away by that one. And there's, there's a number of other great fights this year that have already happened, but I think I'll just uh, brush over preliminary lightly and just go with that one. Cause I think that's definitely a fight of the year candidate. Um, yeah. I mean, just looking at some uh, that have got pulled up here right now. I mean, we've got like Usman, Masvidal two, Poirier yeah. and McGregor two. Yeah. Um, two and three, I think. Miocic right? was, yeah. and Nganu. I mean, that one, yeah, that was a great fight. Oliviera and Chandler. Yeah. yeah. Overeem, yep, yep, yep. Volkov. Yes. See, I it's mean, it's so crazy just... to think of like that. How did that all just happen within this year? Like those are standout fights. What a year it's been, huh? Absolutely. And that's the Whew. thing is that I feel like MMA consistently delivers, generally speaking, with names that people are interested in. Now, there may have been some great boxing fights that flew right under the radar because maybe they're just not developed enough yet. We didn't hear sure. about them. There's that too. But but in MMA, I mean, there's just this, there's such a large selection of stars and, and, and people that you really, um, you are familiar with, right? Sure. You're familiar with these names. So, I mean, Rose Namajunas and Wei Lee, like that yeah. was an incredible fight. I, sure. so I just, that was what a knockout. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's so, I, I just think that there's just too much to choose from. I'm, I'm too spoiled over in the MMA world. I get to have my cake and eat it too. So I, yeah, I can't sit it, here and say it's, it's not better than boxing because to me it is. Also, it's like, and I could be totally wrong on this, but you see Fury and Wilder and it's like, holy shit, what a great fight. Everyone's on their feet and loved it. But now what? Now what happens? Where does Fury go now? Who's he going to fight yeah. next? Uh, you know, like, I, is, is the pool just so much more shallow over there to, to figure out what that next move is going to be? I could be talking completely out of turn on this. I am not the, the boxing uh, analyst here, but it just sort of seems that way to me. No, I think, I think you're spot on with that. I don't think that you have to be like a boxing professional to, to be able to pick up on that by our boxing, you know, analysis, whatever writer. Yeah. You, I mean, you're, you're picking up on it as a fan and that's how I feel about it as well. So, um, God, the list goes on and on, but what about Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou? Oh Miles my God. Too, right. You want to, let's Whew. compare even the heavyweights. So let's, let's get into the nitty gritty. I still think that was a fantastic fight as well, too. It was a fantastic well, a more fight. more one-sided, but it was, it made me a little yeah. bit sad for Stipe. I really wanted to see him get that win, but I mean, you're talking Francis Ngannou, like everybody yeah. get the hell out of the way. Good way. God. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it's really cool to come off of this weekend and like, you're right. We have been very spoiled in the world of MMA. Uh, and even in the boxing world, I mean, even if you're looking at on the thriller side of things and you just want sort of the spectacle, the freak show aspect of it, there has been a lot going on. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it seems to me, you know, in the world of boxing to be able to, to walk away from this Fury Wilder three situation. And again, Tyson Fury, we got to give him a little shout out. Former, uh, you know, he had a little run in WWE. Actually, I have a very funny story in that. I don't know that I have time to tell it. But when he was uh, in WWE, he was a lineal champion. And I was doing something on SmackDown. We were doing a preview show and I was talking about it, but I did not call him 
the lineal champion. I was like, oh, the uh, the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. And Vince McMahon gets in my ear and my head said, he's like, you ruined it. You ruined everything. He was so <laughs> mad that I did not call Tyson Fury the lineal champion. I literally like my eyes were welling up. Everyone else in the panel like, screaming at me. But then I started laughing at it because it was so ridiculous as if I single handedly ruined a Tyson Fury run in WWE by not calling him the lineal <laughs> champion. <laughs> We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Vince to call in one day and he, he probably doesn't even remember. He's probably like moved on to the next, whatever, who cares? Uh, but it was a scarring <laughs> moment funny. for me. So <laughs> a little peek I'm glad on you the can inside. laugh about it now. Oh my God. I probably would have been bawling. I'm so sensitive. Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser, and I've got a new podcast, In Conversation, where I'll draw from 45 years of covering the Final Four, the NBA Finals, Wimbledon, the World Series, the Super Bowl, the Olympics. CBS even sent me to the fall of the Berlin Wall. I think you'll enjoy the give and take, so subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included in most subscriptions. She was one half of the main event from UFC this past week. And we've got Mackenzie Dern joining us. Mackenzie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. No, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it, especially yeah. coming off of uh, the, the UFC, uh, of, of your fight this weekend. How are you feeling, all things considered? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's never, we never want to show like, oh, I'm okay with defeat or things like that. Of course, um, very, you know, wasn't what we trained for, but I think people don't realize how, how much I'm going to learn from this. You know, it's my, of course, a submission in the first round would be so great, but uh, it's just good to be able to know that I have five rounds that I can go and look back on, uh, look back on, do my homework, really just kind of um take care of everything that i need to take care of i mean marina's a striker she's an experienced girl uh you know i did we got a fight of the night bonus yes so, um, i'm happy i'm happy it was my first fight of the night so even though i wasn't able to put my plan everything man i'm i'm so fortunate that i can learn so much of this and i know i'm gonna be just a better fighter of that i'm i'm still a little bit uh have my eyeshadow on you know but uh, <laughs> i'm with you know. girl i got a little bit too i got my training camp eyeshadow <laughs> a little below the high there yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we can't even put makeup because we're going to go train like later in the day. Right? Exactly. I'm like, what's the point? Honestly, just what's the point? It. I'm just um, we giving were, up at this point. We were actually just <laughs> discussing before you hopped on about how the women really cleaned up. Um, you know, you guys got fight of the night with the women just cleaning up at, at, at the pay-per-view this past weekend. How does that feel for you being able to be a part of that and seeing the rise of so many women just kicking ass in UFC? yeah it's crazy it's like man the divisions are getting so stacked and even just you see like the contender series there's all these like new girls at least i don't know for me i'm, I'm always focused on the straw weight so i'm just seeing like more straw weight girls coming and i'm like man the division's getting fuller and fuller and that's good that means we need to like constantly just be evolving and training harder and you know the things that maybe we were we were winning with before now we need to keep just uh evolving our game and getting more and more and it's great. It's awesome. And especially to show kind of that we can live off of this and make money off of this and, you know, moms and everything. It's like, okay, we're definitely taking to the next level. You know, it's different when you're just focused and you just train all day, but when you have kids and, you know, they're just going through all the phases of life. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, I feel you there. It's a lot to balance for sure, but it's very rewarding or so yeah. I feel. 
At least I have to tell myself that. No, of course. My kids, my kids are great. They keep me busy. Um, so the fight just happened. I thought it was a fantastic fight. I thought you definitely had some moments where you looked really amazing. And I mean, so did uh, Marina. You guys, you, you stole the show. I mean, that was the fight that was worth talking about after the whole event was done. But I know it's, it's preliminary. I know you probably haven't. You're just, you need to take your downtime. But what are your initial takeaways? I mean, have you gone back and watched the fight? Like, what do you think um, you will be able to learn from this moving forward? Yeah, I haven't watched the fight yet. You know, that's a little um, a little more emotional for me still. You know, I think this for sure this week I'll watch it. You know, um, it's not something I'm ashamed of. Uh, definitely. No, I definitely have... cannot be ashamed of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, definitely. I, I feel like I went back to a couple of habits that me being a jiu-jitsu person, a, ground, a grappler, you know, um, Perilla, he's been trying to train me to kind of you know, kind of put my head down. I think a couple of times I almost turned my back, you know, so a little bit of things that you can tell, like, okay, when you start getting tired or you're thinking too much, you get back to those old habits, you know? So definitely I know a few things that I want to, I want to change and just, you know, work on, but watching the fight, I'm going to see a lot more details. And uh, yeah, I mean, she's a striker. I spent like almost five minutes standing up, you know, I, I know it's definitely different for the strikers when, when they know you're a wrestler or, or grappler, they don't, they don't come in a hundred percent when they're striking. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit nervous mm-hmm. too. So I know she wasn't just like laying everything out on me, but uh, everyone's saying like, man, you can take some punches. So I don't know if that's the best compliment, you know, but <laughs> hey, I mean, we throw a lot hard and uh, just, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's something you can't teach, you know, is that you can take a punch. So <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not a teachable quality. So I respect it. Uh, Mackenzie, you have, you have missed weight before in the past. What is your take on everything going on with Aspen Ladd that she had missed weight and now being inserted into the main event of the pay-per-view coming up this weekend? Yeah, man, that's crazy. I mean, definitely when I missed weight, I wasn't getting any main events right after that. You know, I was definitely getting a lot of uh, hate and a lot of critics. And, you know, I really need to take my turn my life around after that after that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I'm not I'm not saying that my experience needs to be the same as hers, but mine was definitely uh, not very like, oh, it's okay, you know, um, your period or anything like that. I mean, I understand women, we have, we have different things, but uh, yeah, we need to get it definitely taking control. So I don't know if this is going to really make her um, focus in, you know, make sure it doesn't happen again, you know, because it's mm-hmm. kind of like you're almost rewarded for, for what happened, you know, and um, you kind of need just that, that reality check, like, hey, uh, you need to take it serious, you know, and, and you know, period or not, you know, we got to, we got to have our control, you know, if we're moms, you know, we need to figure out how to do our, no one cares if we're moms, you know, or like yeah. you're getting put in there and you need to make sure you're focused and everything. And uh, I think that's the same thing, you know, so yeah, I'm a little bit surprised, but hey, I mean, if she was supposed to fight and they needed some to fill in, um, that's that's what it is, I guess, you know. <laughs> so, so Mackenzie, you 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 struggled with the weight before. Now you look phenomenal. I mean, better than ever. You're you ripped. You're shredded. Yeah, girl. You look so good. I love it. I absolutely love it. So I guess this is a two-part question. Maybe if you had any advice for, we could say Aspen or maybe anybody who has struggled with, with weight other than have a baby. <laughs> um, what, you know, what is the secret? I mean, do you feel like you hit a certain uh, mental shift? Do you think it was like, was it a, a dedication to your diet? I mean, did your daughter give you 
a different purpose or focus or I mean, really kind of what was it that made that shift? Because obviously you've got to be making different choices on a consistent basis than you used to make. So I don't know what what did change for you. And obviously, you know, do you have advice for anybody who needs to kind of I need your advice I just too. had a baby I need I'm not fighting anybody but just teach me how to be shredded both she of has you, a four please. month old she looks fantastic don't uh-huh. kid yourself no but she still it, it is oh. fascinating to me like it's not easy for women to to bounce back that way and the fact that you both of you are just like better stronger uh more primed athletes how do you pull that off post baby <laughs> yeah I mean it's so hard it's a very like kind of delicate um you know uh subject because you know you don't want like women to be comparing themselves and be like oh man um too much pressure that their body is different you know my my pregnancy was totally different than a lot of girls that I talked to a lot of women that I talked to um when I got pregnant I had just missed weight in Brazil you know even though I had a good performance but I missed weight by a lot you know so it was very like critics and I've been training since I'm three years old you know so I just took my whole pregnancy off you know almost like I was burnt out a little bit you know Mm -hmm. so I was like, man, this is too much. I need to like, just take it. Like, even though it's a surprise, I said, I'm going to just like take advantage of this pregnancy and enjoy it and everything like that. So I was not working out. I wasn't doing anything. And my daughter just like sucked everything. She sucked like the fat. She sucked my <laughs> muscle. She sucked everything. You know? I literally gained two pounds uh, during the whole pregnancy, you know? So um, yeah, she, and she was more six pounds, 10 ounces. So she like, I lost so much muscle. I lost so much uh, fat. They might practically, and a lot of women are like that, you know? So yeah. I was growing up. I was, um, oh. I, did, I didn't want to, I didn't want to eat because I was throwing up. So I lost uh. a lot of weight um, and everyone's pregnancy is different. And then when she was born, I think was just the mental um, change, like motivation. One, I knew I knew I needed to take this serious, you know, so I can afford things, you know, pay for take, you know, make a living, you know, and we're by ourselves. We can do like ramen noodles every day if we need to. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when you have kids, you know, you're like, OK, let me get them, make sure they have food on their plate and everything's taken care of. Uh, and just start to make like uh, be a motivation for her, like a good example for her. So I think everyone always knows like, Hey, you don't want to just like fill your kids with like sugar and all these things. And when I was by myself, California, like just party, I was like beer and, uh, you know, cookies and, you know, sweets and all those, you know, things <laughs> I like, finish the camp and just go and devour. And now I'm like, Oh no, no. I tried to get her to, eat, you know, vegetables the things that, you know, you try to get your kids to like when they're young before they're older and then they're picky eaters, right? So, <laughs> right. Um, Look at that food pyramid, kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we try. We try from the beginning, you know? So I just try, I'm just trying to make her life easier later in life, you know? So I'm like, okay, let's try now. And So, so, so make- do you eat... Do you eat a lot different now than you used to? Like, do you have a, did you have an epiphany and now it's a lot different? Yeah, 100%, you know? Definitely, I still, like, eat things, you know, but it's definitely not, like, all week long you know it's like yeah like on the weekend or something you know more more controlled you know and just uh yeah trying to be like the best fighter I can be you know I start to see that it was working and I think that's what that's what's keeping my my weight down you know so even though she took everything I mean I could have just like went back up you know but just the focus and the motivation I have my daughter there she's seeing like all the hard work you know I have like nutritionist I have strength trainer I don't want to make, I don't want to throw all their work away. You know, imagine they're investing all their time in me and all these things. And then I'm blowing it off with, you know, right after the fight, go and eat all these sweets, like kind of how it would before, you know? So definitely um, just being more focused. And my daughter is the biggest, 
biggest motivation for me is to be the best fighter I can be, you know? So you start to see things working out and you want to, it becomes easier, you know, and then we make it harder and then you get used to that. And it becomes easier again, you know? And so we just keep, keep evolving, keep evolving and nothing better to be the best person you can be with, you know, your kids, there pushing you and, you know, watching you and they do everything you do. So it's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> Mackenzie, we were talking earlier about some of your um, comments that you had before your fight about being a beautiful woman in combat sports and, um, you know, how that can kind of work against you. But also an interesting thing that I was reading that you were talking about was how when you posted on social media about being pregnant that you lost like 50,000 followers and a total of like 80,000 followers until your next fight. Uh and just having such a difference between male followers and female followers as you're trying to grow your fan base, um, it, it just, it strikes me as interesting of just like how, I mean, I know I deal with stuff like that. I'm sure Misha deals with that a fair amount too, of trying to like continue to grow your fan base and to have more women be involved and want to be fans. What do you think that we can do to have more female fans in the fight world? I mean, I think just trying to be like as empowering as we can, you know, we, I'm not, I, at least for me, I don't know. I don't, I don't try and do anything um, different. That's not, that's not who I am, you know, but I think a lot of people start to identify themselves with my story or Misha's story or, you know, as long as we are who we are, people always identify themselves. Everyone has their own battles. You know, it's crazy because even as a woman, I try to grow my woman fan base. But if I post like a video of me dancing with a girlfriend of mine, um, I'll have like girls commenting and I'm trying to show like, hey, we can be fighters and still have like our, you know, more girly moments, I guess, yeah. where you're dancing, like, I don't know, whatever, Spice Girl music or something. Um, and then you have like girls saying like commenting, like kind of bad things, negative things, you know, I'm like, man, you know, I'm just trying to break, like break that, you know, not like, oh, uh, trying to call attention or something like that. It's like, no, I'm trying yeah. to show the opposite that, you know, for girls not to be scared to do mixed martial arts, a sport, and you can still keep your uh, femi femini femininity? No, yeah, femininity. femininity. Yes. Yeah, femininity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to lose who you are just because you're doing, like, a, you know, sports or something like that. I think a lot of girls, they get nervous. They even want to try martial arts, but they think maybe they're going to get, like, huge muscles and that's not their style or something like that. Right. Even for my fight now, I'm on media day, I'm wearing, like, a dress. And it's the first time that they kind of said that. And people come to like, man, her arms look like a guy, you know? And I'm like, man, that's crazy for me because I never went through that, you know? I was always, yeah. like, a little bit, like, softer, you know? And now that I'm getting more fit and everything, I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to go through a different um, different types of, whatever, critics, you know, and things like that. So You're I think just... damned if you do, damned if you don't. You kind of <laughs> can't win. People are going to come at you no matter what. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know? So, um definitely just trying to like empower women and kind of show them like, Hey, we can be, you know, we have our voice and we can be whoever, whoever we want to be, you know, in that, that situation, like guys, aren't, guys aren't going to change that. And kind of, even the women that maybe are a little bit negative, you know, just trying to light, lighten it up for them, you know, mm -hmm. and make them feel like, Hey, we need, we should, we need to be in this together, you know, cause the guy is there with each other, you know, the guys totally. are all like, you know, bros until the end and things like that. And the girls, we need to be like that too, you know? So <laughs> certainly, yeah. Champion each other along the way. Certainly. <laughs> well, Mackenzie, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate having you on. Can't wait to have more of you here on the show. Feel free to pop by absolutely anytime. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing more of your career. Yeah, it's such a pleasure for me to talk with both of you moms, you know, Misha, congrats <laughs> on all your 
all your work, you know, I, I always saw your post, you say, oh, you're in the best shape now than before, you know, so I'm like, yeah, I totally know what it's like. It's crazy, you know, so um, congrats for all your work. And yeah, thanks so much, girls, for having me. Thank you. Thank I say you. it, I say all the time, being a mom makes you stronger. There's like a mind-body connection that you just don't quite have it, <laughs> the gap bridge until you have kids. And it puts everything into perspective. And now I just feel like, I'm more connected to my body. I'm like, my body can do the most amazing things. And uh, the appreciation, the worship, all the like the healthy things I try to put in my body now. It's like just an, a different understanding and appreciation I have since uh, building babies and birthing humans. Bow down <laughs> to the moms. We know how to you know, do it moms all. Kick ass, you know, <laughs> by the way, I would love to see you and Michelle Watterson fight. I'm just saying, speaking Ooh. of kick ass moms, I don't know Ooh. if you have anything that you have in mind next, but um, that would be a fun one. Have you ever thought about that? Yes, yes. I, I mean, yeah, of course, I just fought, you know, Saturday. And the first thing on my mind, right, is, okay, when yeah. can I fight? Who Next. can I fight? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Michelle, she's such a beast. You know, a mom, I saw her, she, she was posting the mom champ and things like that. She, she's great, you know, so who knows? That definitely would be a great fight. And yeah, we'll see. That's a good idea. <laughs> Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, the NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. All right, so we're talking, you know, there's Jake Paul's got his new promotion. There's this new other MMA promotion that's kind of bubbling up to the surface here. WWE is in the middle of doing their draft between Raw and SmackDown, et cetera, et cetera. So we figured this would be a perfect time for us to do our own little fantasy drafting, fantasy booking here. Um, we're talking all combat sports from MMA, boxing, pro wrestling, uh, if you you know your neighbor's a great boxer, whatever, whatever we want to do here, we're drafting the baddest motherfuckers in the fight world. I'm gonna we're going seven here, right? Around of seven. Yeah, let me see. Let me, let me okay, you're going one. first. So we're giving you the first one, draft two. pick here. I'm hoping that we don't have too okay. much overlap. So thoughts and prayers to my list. Go for it. Pro- I'm thinking probably not. Okay, first person I have to pick. Is Calvin Cater. Okay. I was so impressed with his fight against Max Holloway, and I thought this guy is indestructible. So I kind of built my army, so to speak. Like if I had, you know, seven people that I had to go into battle with, I kind of stuck primarily with people I just thought would be hard to take out. Like they were just yeah. so tough. They don't go away. They're they will just be there till the end of time. Like if there was no time limit, eventually they're going to beat your ass. You know what I mean? That, that's sort of what I was looking at too. When I was putting together my team, I'm like, all right, so what are we looking for here? I mean, obviously you want the people that can get the job done, but I also really want the people that can take a beating. I think that's crucial. Yeah. You know, you want people that, that have that endurance. So um, for my first round pick here, I'm going Francis Ngannou. Give me that guy. Come on. I mean, he's one of the <laughs> baddest dudes around. Uh, I don't think anybody going toe to it's a gimme it's a gimme so of of course I'm taking it's like me saying I'm taking Tom Brady if Tom Brady's available I'm taking Tom Brady period yeah for sure okay so next my next pick yep 
Okay. I'm going Jessica Andrade. Okay. She is such a little powerhouse and, again, very indestructible. She is tough to put away. And she just does. She never lets off the gas pedal. She just marches forward, and she just ha- literally has no fucks to give. Like you could just throw the kitchen sink at her, and she's like, hmm. she's gonna keep coming at you and not gonna let you off the hook. So I think um, she's got to be on that list. Okay, all right, I like that. I like her addition. Uh, I'm gonna go with Justin Gaethje um, because I feel like anyone that is across from some of those kicks, like I said, I want people that can take the beating, but I also really, really love. The idea of people that can just like dish it out there. And I think Justin Gaethje brings a lot to the table in, in regards to that. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Kelly's Absolutely. joining me in on that. Kelly's such a, is, did you do your own draft as well, Kelly? No, I just, Justin Gaethje and Calvin Gator, like my oh. absolute favorites. So oh. you guys are doing great. <laughs> I know Kelly's in over here timing me in too, a little me chat. Too. Me too. Me. <laughs> you guys are doing great. You have Kelly support. <laughs> All right, Misha, All right. round three. What do we got? Okay. Number three. And, and probably not necessarily number three on the list. But I'm pretending that all these people are the same size. Okay? Sure, sure, sure. That, but, yeah, yeah. We're not doing weight class. Yeah, here. no. We're we're going, you know, equal. We're we're equality here, right? Fairness. Yeah, um, France, of course. Francis Ngannou. I mean, yeah. You knew. Yeah, I, we kind of like. I knew we earlier, were going right? to have an overlap. Yeah, yes. we were going to at least have one <laughs> crossover. So we'll go Francis Ngannou. He is just a killer beast. One of the scariest people ever period yeah he would be the poster boy for my team he would be yeah he would be on the business cards he would be on the jerseys yeah everything he would be like like if you were hanging that beware sign on your on your fence like it would be (laughs) not of a dog it'd be of francis and connor (laughs) oh my god that's so funny he should have that on his lawn. That just right? made me feel like I should put one on. Well, I don't want people coming to my house. Never mind. I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So um, I'm putting Shayna Baszler on my team. Um, you know, I'm going from the, she comes from the MMA world. Now she's in the professional uh, wrestling world, but I love what she brings to the table. Um, I love, she calls her, you know, she's like a submission machine. She's just a badass. I really love her in the women's division in WWE as well. Just brings such a different style, different technique, and really stays true to her MMA roots as opposed to just like playing professional wrestler. You know, like she still is a fighter when she, you know, when she makes her way out of Gorilla down uh, with her with her entrance music and all that and all the glitz and glamour. She is like a fighter's fighter um, in that world. So I'm, I'm going with Shayna Baszler on that. I love me some Shayna. Yeah, hell yeah. She she fought Cyborg back in the day. Yeah. I mean, not very many women would be brave enough to do that. So right? I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, okay. So next on the list for me would be Sir Habib Nurmagomedov. Oh, what the fuck did I not put Habib on my list? Right? God <laughs> because you forgot. Damn it. <laughs> because he's like MIA he's now. Retired. We don't know if he'll ever come back. He's retired. Yeah, whatever that means. Man. We know what that means. You just take five years off and then come back and just start <laughs> slaying him again. No. Um, he's no, got Khabib, time. Right? Khabib Nurmagomedov, just such a, an impressive fighter, such an uh, like an indomitable force, right? He just yes. doesn't go away. Like, And he fights so smart, but he just he has this way. He's about so cool. When he gets you where he wants you, there's just nothing nothing any of the guys have been able to do about it so that's a very impressive trait to have an ability so i've got to go yeah i gotta stick khabib on there great i might try and 
steal them from your team at some point. <laughs> um, if I, okay, so next for me, round four. Um, again, I like doing the crossover between MMA and pro wrestling, and I would be remiss to not add Brock Lesnar onto my list. Um, from being able to call some of his matches and seeing that man do what he does up close, I've never seen such a large man move as fast fast as he does it's shocking to me how quick he is how high he can jump I mean obviously how hard this man can hit but um I in Brock Lesnar to me you know in the in the pro wrestling world even people be like oh he's a part-timer he's not always there blah 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 Brock Lesnar to me is one of the best professional wrestlers of all time I love watching him do what he does I mean whether he's in a professional wrestling ring or he's inside an octagon I love watching Brock do Brock Okay, I like that. I can totally wrap my mind around that. Um, all right. So I think uh, my next one, here's what's on my list here, is um, actually a good friend of mine. I'm going to go with Juliana Pena. And now outwardly, people who just watch as a fan, they might be like, oh, that's kind of a strange pick. But when you know the woman, she's an absolute psycho. And she just does has no absolutely no quit in her. I mean, she's lost fights, like she's gotten submitted, but she's never she's never quit. She's never been knocked out. She's not. She just has that again, killer, killer be killed nature. And if I'm building an army, I want people who are gonna, you know, if I have this fantasy, yeah. pick, I'm gonna pick people yeah. who are hard to put away and just annoying like the in your face like they're never gonna let you have space to breathe like that's julie i love it i love her style i really enjoy the depths of these rosters we put a lot of thought and effort we into did these. <laughs> in our downtime between the production meeting and doing the show we've really put together this list um okay up next for me is uh minoru suzuki um comes from the you know the og from pancras uh from new new japan he just actually wrestled my husband all not too long ago but he is just such a badass um he's got one of the best entrances in pro wrestling he's got the towel over the head and the carved out hair he's just he is such a badass and for a man at 53 52 53 that still moves the way that this man moves put that guy on my team i feel like i feel like he um I probably shouldn't say this publicly because it's not a fact or statement. I was going to say he's he's a killer. He's a scary, scary man. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. That's interesting. I, yeah. You're throwing some curveballs in there. I like it. That's what okay. I do. Pepper All it right. up a little bit. I know, right? Um, Again, I'm going with durab durability and just willingness to stay in a fight. I got to go with Brian Ortega. Ah, I, mean, I knew we were going to have another overlap. Come on. <laughs> yes. How can you not? I mean, the man is like, even in a loss, it's a win. Like, I love those kind of fights and situations. So I got to stick Brian Ortega on the team. I think he's just incredible in every way. Always a fun guy to watch fight. That we actually, it's funny that we both put Brian Ortega in the exact same spot on our teams as well, because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, when, like this, yeah. you want to talk about a dude that can take a beating? Good God. I mean, you want to talk toughness <laughs> oh, and know, durability? Right? Good. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, Brian you're definitely going to die before that guy does, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're yes. definitely going to die before that guy does. End of yeah. story. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Who do you have for your final? Okay. So I went with a lot of tough ass people and this next lady is definitely tough however i needed at least one sniper on my team i needed mm -hmm. somebody who could just pick the shot and get it done Close and that for me is rose namayunas yes also what a beautiful woman 
Wait, are so we not allowed so to say that? Herself? Are we not allowed to I know, say right? that now but as we're making I'm this comparison? I'm not even sure where, but we said it, so we're going with it. She's I don't, beautiful. It's not, there's nothing wrong with it, way. I don't think. She, yeah, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Shit, I've got a cool Rose Namanuna shirt. i got to wear that. It's in my drawer. I'll wear that on. I'll wear that next Monday. I'll get it out. <laughs> Perfect. Who's your final one? My final one is Bobby Lashley. Um, again, I stuck with the with the professional wrestling world on this, but uh, you know he's he has his uh, own resume when it comes to the world of uh, of MMA and uh, in combat sports. Um, I was also, at a fight of his actually. One re- he's a real incredible. Fight. Yeah. Like yeah. what an insane athlete that guy is. I often wonder like if it came down to Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar in like a shoot fight, what would go down? I don't know. I'm not sure what happened there, but I like it. Uh, Bobby Lashley, another dude. I mean, I think he just turned like 45. Bob looks great. I love Bob. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Lashley is my final pick. I like that. I, I like feel good list. about our lists. Yeah. yeah, we. There, I think that there was a there was a lot of diversity with within our uh, lists. I do like that we overlapped on Brian Ortega and Francis Ngannou. I respect mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting we're putting together these lists of like, what is the criteria that we're looking for? But I think we were both looking at the same way. Like, you want to have the person that can take a beating. You want the person that can give a beating. Um, you got to have like a wild card for sure. Yeah. My wild card was Minoru Suzuki because who knows what that guy's going to do. It's probably like break your finger and eat it or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm guessing. I, I basically wanted like people that if there's no time limit, like they're going to win. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel like pretty solid. My list like there's no time limit. I would put my money on these people like regardless yeah. of who they're fighting because they just <laughs> they won't get out of your face and they're going to eventually tire you out and they have no soul and they'll just keep marching forward <laughs> and eat you Scrappy alive. durability. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, All right. Well, hey, guys, I mean, we can just have fun with this anyways, because uh, if you guys on social media want to tag us and who you would put on your fantasy teams here as we're doing these little drafts, we're doing a round of seven. Let us know who you would have from all of combat sports and professional wrestling. We want to hear from you guys. Oh, and oh, also, we got a little note here from Russo. Uh, surprised that we didn't have Valentina um, Shevchenko. Why can I never say that? <laughs> I actually thought Shevchenko. that's where Misha was headed near the end. She's like, I need a sniper. I need this. Right. I'm like, here comes the bullet. Yeah. Like I th- when you said Rose Nomina Eunice, that's when my face right? went, oh, all right. Wow. I just got okey-dokes by, my, by Misha over there. I thought <laughs> Valentina was coming. Man, Valentina is a very valid choice. And if you made a list, I think she could definitely be a viable character on it. Um, but... My thing about Valentina is um, I would like to see her take a little more risk. That's all. Mm. Like, just a little mm. more. Because I personally think she is so beautiful to watch fight. I mean, she's so perfect. But I think she could have got Lauren Murphy out of there a lot sooner if she had just put, you know, forced, forced that. You know, she always looks for the perfect opportunity. Now, I respect it. I not, I could never talk shit on Valentina because she is too she's too perfect like she's too incredible like you can't not admire the woman but you know me i like i like a little murky i like a little muddy i like a little like uh you know a little nitty-gritty and sometimes um i think she could just push into that a little bit more she could take these girls out a little bit sooner get her a little uh, rough around the edges yeah yeah we'll see a little bit still She's still developing, and I mean, it's easy for me to say that because I've always had to do that. I've never been to Valentina Shevchenko. She's so 
like she didn't have to get hit like what am I what who the hell am I to say like why would I say you should go out there and just get hit in the face more because I like to see that like no like she's brilliant she's doing it perfect she really is like I really should just shut up because I mean she gets out of fights unscathed she's not gonna have any CTE or brain trauma like she's good to go you do you Valentina and I'll shut the fuck up over here (laughs) because you've got to figure it out Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts.